1: Based on last year's scouting, 2022 is predicted to be another tough year for corn rootworm in areas of the Midwest. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin's bug guy PJ Leash from UW Insect Diagnostics Lab and an extension entomologist shares more about that prediction.
0: I have heard uh, some reports that that may be a possibility for us here in 2022. And the way that we can gauge that is you can go out uh, late in the summer and actually count and trap the adult beetles. Uh, And that's going to give us an indicator or forecast of next year because uh, if you have an adult female corn rootworm beetle, she can easily lay hundreds of eggs. And so that tells us if we're finding a lot of the adults, we may have a lot of eggs for uh, the following year. And so we did see that uh, this last year in 2021, some increased adult activity. Otherwise, historically, if you look back over about the last five or more years, things had been relatively quiet in the state. But again, we did start seeing an uptick in 2021, especially where I noticed some of the higher counts were in southwestern Wisconsin. And then I've checked in and, and followed some of the information from neighboring states and likewise, northwestern Illinois saw an increase in adult beetles in that part of the state as well so again southwestern wisconsin is a part of the state that i'm going to keep a close eye on in 2022
1: is the weather right now conducive for rootworm
0: well, that's a good question. I mean, um, just like any insect, they don't want the weather to be too extreme in one direction or the other. Um, last year was unusually dry, especially in some parts of Wisconsin, like southeastern Wisconsin was very, very dry. And that might be hard on certain insects, but we did still see plenty of adult cornworm activity last year. So it didn't seem to affect them that much.
1: And for folks not familiar with rootworm, remind us what they can do to a crop. Why are they a problem?
0: Yeah, so when I think of insect pests, of corn, but also out of all of our field crops as a whole, for beans and alfalfa and stuff like that, corn rootworm is perhaps the number one insect pest that we have to deal with both here in Wisconsin but in the Midwest region as a whole. It can be a very, very significant insect, pest, and a threat to corn. So it's something we have to keep on our radar because we have to throw a lot of time, effort, and resources, including money, at this pest to deal with it. And if we completely ignore it, it can cause very, very extensive damage to corn crops. How
1: do you know if you have a problem?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And part of it is Uh, really knowing your field history. And I always tell my students um, when I'm teaching in short course, uh, you really have to know your field history and you're going to be essentially the world expert on what's going on in your field. And, And we know that this Corn rootworm can be very problematic in fields where we have corn on corn year after year because that can allow them to build up over time. Um, And so it's really important to pay attention in those situations. So a couple of things to pay attention to. The first would be if we are seeing a lot of adults uh, in late summer, especially like August and September, that is the critical period or window of time where those adult corn rootworm beetles are laying eggs. And so if we have a lot of adults in our field at the time, it means there's going to be a lot of eggs in the soil. Those eggs will overwinter, and then the larvae will emerge the following year, and those larvae damage the new corn plants below ground. Um, So we can look for adults in late summer. We also can go out in about mid-July or so, uh, in later July, and we can actually dig up some plants and power wash the roots, and see how much damage is present. Um, that is a really helpful technique in my mind, because that helps us gauge how our treatments are working. If we're using, say, a BT hybrid or an in-furrow treatment, um, because corn rootworm is notorious for developing resistance, we can actually check and see, are they damaging the roots? So, again, that takes a little bit of effort to do it, but it really is worth it in the long run. Because if you know that uh, you've been using the same BT hybrid for, let's say, three, four years in a row, and you check the numbers, and this year you keep seeing an increase in damage, that tells us things are headed in a direction that we don't want, and we may want to switch up our game plan and use some other strategy to help prevent damage from that insect.
1: It sounds like the larvae is what's doing the damage feeding on the root. What about the adults?
0: Right. Well, and we can get damage from the adults too, but the biggest concern in my mind is, as you just mentioned, the larvae feeding on the roots. And if you have just a couple of these, they may not cause that much damage that we see visually if we dug up and look at the roots, but we could still see a little drop in yield. But if you had, say, two to three dozen larvae present, that may cause some lodging, and those corn plants may tip over because they're not anchored down very well. So if they're abundant, you can get some very significant yield drops. But later in the season, the adults can be a problem if they are feeding on foliage, but an even bigger threat, if they are clipping off the silks, that's going to disrupt pollination, then we don't get good kernel set inside of our ears.
1: And as you said, rootworm is adaptive to repetitive pest management. So crop rotation is the solution. What are some other management practices to solve the rootworm problem, if you have it?
0: Yeah, well, as you just mentioned, rotation is, in my mind, one of the best ideas um, that you can do. Because it's essentially free. uh, It is easy to do. Uh, even if it's just uh, every other year like a corn bean rotation because the adults for the most part really only like to go to cornfields to lay eggs. So a simple rotation can really be helpful and that's a critical decision to make uh, if you are doing organic corn. So organic growers really need to pay attention to rotation. But keep in mind sometimes the the prices of corn may, um, you know, swear decision-making and will want to put corn in that same field the following year. If that's the case, We can actually scout uh, in late summer during the egg-laying period, and if we do certain types of scouting, we can get an estimate of what the threat will be like the following year. And so if we know their numbers are low of adult beetles, we probably don't have many eggs, and we may not need to have a treatment on there because there shouldn't be much of a threat. If we know there's going to be a lot of eggs and high pressure in our field, we could look at some Bt hybrids. Those have generally been holding up pretty well, especially the stacked hybrids. But also we could consider, and if we break it out by price point, uh, we could use some in-furrow treatments at the time of planting. That's another way that we can protect our corn crop.
1: How about insecticides?
0: That can be, but uh, you do have to pay close attention. I would maybe chat with folks at the co-op just to see if they have had reports of resistance to particular types of insecticide in your part of the state, because sometimes these phenomena can be kind of localized or regionalized. And so the situation in Grant County may be different than the situation over in Kenosha County, for example.
1: And PJ, is it just corn that corn rootworm likes, or are they attracted to any other species?
0: No, for the most part, it's corn. They are are pretty particular, uh, and they're essentially picky eaters. They really like corn, but that is a reason why we can use rotation to prevent problems, because if we put in a different crop, like, say, soybeans or alfalfa for a while, uh, those eggs would hatch that may be in the soil, but the larvae are going to starve, because they're going to need that corn to feed on in order to survive.
1: And there you have it from PJ Leash with UW Insect Diagnostic Lab, also known as the Wisconsin Bug Guy. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.